I'm Lisa. I do the midday show at 101.9 The Mix in Chicago. And I'm Jerry Nunn from nunnontherun.com. And Lisa and I go way back. Way backstage, maybe. Yeah, that's where we met. And now we're bringing you along for the ride. Like a plus one. But we don't really have time for some big intro. All right, let's go. Nonstop. Nonstop. With Lisa and Jerry. This week, we catch up with comedians Randy and Jason Squar. It was like seeing double. And that's when the poop hit the fan. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. Randy and Jason Sklar here. The Sklar Brothers. And guess what we're doing right now? We're doing nonstop with Lisa and Jerry. Well, I wanted them to guess. I didn't want you to guess. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. No, I was talking to them. You were looking at me. Okay, so we're here with Randy and Jason Sklara, and thank you guys so much for coming through. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Love it. And you guys are doing a show at Chicago Improv in Schaumburg tonight, Many shows. We've got two shows, five shows, two tonight, two tomorrow night, and one on Sunday night. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a lot of shows. It's good, though. Think about, like, you know, especially if we're, like, trying out new material, to take, like, a bit that you're doing and put it through five shows is, is you come out on the other end of it much better. It's great. It's actually really good. It's good for us, and we love like writing new material we like writing material about like the town that we're in we did a whole project for audible.com that's out right now called Sklars and Stripes where we went to 10 cities nice. each city is a chapter we try to write 10 minutes of comedy in the three days that we're there about each city oh my god and that's always the challenge and then that audio doc like documents us trying to come up with it and Chicago is no stranger to uh to comedy and from our perspective like is it tempting to do like pizza jokes and things like that that's one I mean but it's I don't know I mean we we grew up in St. Louis so we grew up coming to Chicago a bunch but I mean I remember coming back and I we just drove past it I was so happy because so much stuff has been built around like Wrigley Field it used to be like there were just hundreds of feet you'd walk up to Wrigley Field now there's like a huge hotel across and see the Cubs win once and everybody's like well we got to put a hotel there I was just so happy that Sluggers was still around that yeah. bar. Right. Yeah. So worst idea ever. Put a, a bat- bar where people just drink themselves into oblivion <laughs> upstairs a batting cage. Yeah, just get into a cage where objects are being hurled at you and you get your the friend, one- your drunk friends are like, take, come on, lean into a pitch. We need base runners. Let's go. So for people that have seen you guys do your stand-up on TV, mm-hmm. uh, on the web, if they come out and see you this weekend, they're going to get to see something fresh? Yes. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I the last time we... I mean, we did a show in Chicago at North Bar a while back, a short while back in May. But, you know, it was not, it was, it's a very small venue. So for this, I think the last time we really did a super extended show is when we shot our stand-up special at Lincoln Hall. That was in Mm -hmm. February 2016. So for all those people who saw us there, you're going to see almost a whole new set of comedy. Actually, Mm -hmm. our promo team saw you guys there. Oh, nice. And they were talking about it last night. I was out with Emma. Nice. And she's leaving town. She left town early this morning. And was so bummed that you're not going to be here, that she's not going to get to see you guys. The shows won't be as good. I'm so sad. Uh, We do have a Sunday night show. For anyone who's out of town (laughs) on the weekend, we are doing a Sunday night show here. But yeah, we. I mean, uh, Chicago's like one of our favorite places to perform, always has been, because there's this mix of people who are forward-thinking and you can play to your smartest material, but at the same time, there's like a lack of pretension to where people actually come out and laugh they'll let it go they'll actually get into it and they'll give it up and so the audiences tend to be smart but actually super into the show
shows, and that's always the best reaction. The for big us. ugly laugh. I always the hear big... that about theater too. That that's why they try out the Broadway shows here. And yeah, all yeah. Stuff. Be, I mean, because you want an audience that's going to be enthusiastic, and by enthusiastic, we mean drunk. Uh, <laughs> no, you just want people to come out and and be ready to go and ready to have a good time. Randy and I were talking about this. Like, comedy is one of the last live comedy because of how much people are on their stupid phones. Like, live comedy is one of the last things that we do that's a communal experience that people like you might even go to see music people are talking or texting or taking or holding up a phone and looking through their phone at this live thing you can't have your phone on in in a comedy show and if you start texting and like talking on your phone the comics are going to stop and make fun of you or the club's going to kick you out of the room and so the audience is kind of forced to just put it all away for an hour disappear into a new experience that we all have together I love it what do you think about hecklers I I particularly don't love it because I mean we can deal with hecklers it's not even an issue especially when it's like two against two one. on one right. you're not gonna win you're gonna get owned you're gonna get owned but it sets up a weird energy like so okay. let's say a heckler there's a woman who in in, in uh, Florida we did a show and of course this, it was Florida I mean, I mean the fact that she was not naked was with like a machete like a uh, miracle that's uh, a miracle <laughs> so she this woman starts in on us and just talking loudly and then we're like all right what do you do like leave like go out there's a bar outside rude there, yeah, there's other things you can do like go. she would not stop so we just stopped our show and basically eviscerated her and then the club got her up and out I, we yelled at her yelled at her yelled at her and then we said okay security get her out and, and as took, she was leaving we said we have like, some merch outside if you want to buy yeah, it. t-shirts <laughs> and cds okay and- but that was and it was great and it was a great moment but then to then come back into our material it was really hard to get back into because the audience just saw you do something completely off the cuff and in the moment, which is fine. But then to come back, if you ever have a bit then later in your act about how vulnerable you are, they're just thinking to themselves, well, why don't you just, why didn't you just do what you just, what we just saw you do right there? It kind of takes away credibility. So, you know, I'll always love the person who's heckling was like, I was trying to make your show better. We're like, well, we didn't ask you to. Yeah. We're good on that. We're good. We're not a sketch team. (laughs) Sit back and enjoy it. I'm kind of surprised it was a woman. I'm like, how dare you? I mean, no offense, guys, but. No, but I mean, in this day and age, people are just emboldened by everything. They feel like I can get up and say whatever I want. Although, they have a voice on social media, so they think they can. Right, exactly. Or or they're like, it's my birthday. We're like, <laughs> I don't care. We, we all have them. Yeah, yes. that's what Joan Rivers said one time. She was like, you know, get over it. We yeah. all have birthdays. <laughs> it's right. Like she asked if people had it in the room, you know. Yeah, and, and like, everyone's and, and like, whatever, who cares? <laughs> so everybody does. That yeah. doesn't make you special. Uh, no, but the idea that, uh, you know, I mean, I do think that people do feel very important these days. And you say to yourself, well, what about the person who drove three hours to see you? Yeah. You know, and this other person. Talking in front, of, they didn't drive three hours to see the person who's talking to you from the audience. Right, they drove to see you, and so yeah. anytime a club puts, you know, gets rid of the heckler and values the people who are actually there to enjoy the show, it's, it's always moment. better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys are doing these five shows at Chicago Improv in Schaumburg mm-hmm. uh, tonight, tomorrow, Sunday, mm-hmm. and how long is this tour lasting? I mean, what else do you guys have in the works right now? So we, because we live in LA and most of our works out in LA, like next week we're doing the road battle on Comedy Central. We're roasting each other. Which Come we on. were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
Initially, is it ugly? Well, initially, I think it might. It might yeah. get ugly. It might be as ugly as Jason. Oh. Wait a minute. He looks like, oh, look like me. He looks like you me. You look like me, dummy. Uh, so we, but we've never done it before. It's actually been fascinating and fun to prep for it. So Jeff Ross, our buddy, who's the roast master. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's good. He, he's great. He was like, I want to see you guys battle each other. And we were like, we actually thought about it and we thought, I don't know if we can do this. I don't know if it, what it serves us. And then we thought, maybe there's a creative way that we can do it. Maybe and that is kind of the definition of comedy and show business you there's always a moment i remember before we had 20 minutes of of material that we trusted you know a club owner was like you guys have 20 and we were like yes yes we have 20 we had about 14 okay <laughs> you just say yes and then you figure it out you say yes right. and you ex- and you do whatever it takes to to somehow get there Dredge. that's the only way mm-hmm. well that is the only way that you can somehow get better so it's something you- we've never done and then we just have been sitting down and writing like roast jokes about each other so we're going to do that next week, shoot that next Tuesday in L.A. So we, we we really can't be on the road for extended periods of time because there's work back in L.A. that we need to do. So we usually go out like once, maybe twice a month, uh, hit towns and in, in clubs that we really enjoy and we enjoy right. going back to. And so that that's pretty much the tour. But it's all in servicing the next hour of stand we're trying to build that next hour of stand-up so the one we shot in chicago eventually made it on stars in may so it's available on the stars app it's called hipster ghosts and i mean we were so happy it made it to stars really funny the record collection it's I so mean, good it's... It's, so, it's so good and there's so many people in if there were hipster ghosts they would live in wicker park and- wicker oh, yeah. park <laughs> sam i mean i live in silver lake in la randy's a record collector randy is actually a record i collector. am i am a record. he holds the record for boring the most people talking about his record collection okay. <laughs> all right wow, the roast all, is all over. right Here. the roast is coming the yeah. roast is coming do you have any surprises on the roast or you but you guys are know what's gonna oh know. the we don't know where uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll surprise each other. Yes. Yeah. We're we have some things that we've worked on, but uh yeah, I mean the goal is to keep it as live as possible. That is kind of the cool thing about uh being part of a comedy team. Well, the best part about being a comedy team is that we get to share the money. Oh my god, that's uh, the best. But but <laughs> the other part that's really great is that, you know, we keep things loose sometimes within the premises of our bits so that we can surprise yeah, each other. Yeah, in trying to describe it, it to people, it's not just set up punchline, set up punchline. We we have there has to be a reason for both of us to be on stage and a lot of times a comedian uh he or she will you know introduce a premise and then give examples and that's you know a great sort of strategy for comedy i mean some are storytellers but that's a great thing and so for us though we tend to present a premise and then act it out so there is a lot of like i say it like straddles the line between sketch and stand-up just because it uses two people and in those and improv and improv Mm -hmm. and in those act outs we try and leave it we know where it's going but we try and leave it loose enough that we have to listen to each other i mean jay did an episode of curb your enthusiasm which thereby made it impossible for me to do the show thanks a lot Right, there you go. Uh, but uh, it's called earning a role. Oh yeah. So uh, uh, we. So he. You know. But the, he said that was the best and the easiest acting we've ever done. Uh, he's ever done. Would you say we? Yeah. You actually didn't do it. I didn't. Really. Do it. Uh, <laughs> no. But it, it. It was the best because you didn't. You weren't like. You weren't sitting there trying to make sure that you were getting the lines right. You had to be in the moment. You knew where the scene was going. You had to listen to each other. And there was that moment where you had to trust that the other person was in that moment with 
you in the in the best possible way and you were unburdened by dialogue because you were you were living the way we live and the way we talk to each other and I think that's part of the reason why that show is so successful because so you know it's so good and it's so because Larry you know there are like real moments happening and Larry David you know they set the situations you almost are trusting the show that the situation is going to be so funny that if you're just real in those moments it will be funny and that that trust of the overall that, that the show is taking care of you allows you to be so real and so funny. We try and do that on stage as well as we go into our bits and say okay here's an example of something that happened and you know this we're going to act it out you know what I mean like there's a whole bit about how my we have we both have kids and I have my kids just you know it's 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 born out of the idea that you know you as a parent you don't realize how many times you have to say no to your kids like just how many times they're going to ask for things and you just that's your job as a parent. Your main job as a parent is to block their desires. That's it because they're wrong all the time and you're correct and so my kids wanted guinea pigs and I was just like I don't guinea pigs like I don't want those ro- who, who's ever said this house needs more rodents right. nobody ever said that <laughs> they make and noise they, yeah. right and so yeah. like they were like oh, we'll take care of them we'll be better people they made like a PowerPoint presentation and so now I'm like trying to deal with that and I was like I don't know how I can say no to that they put so much work into this I'm just proud of them this is more work than I've ever seen them put in their damn schoolwork. and so we, the guinea pig. yeah I got the guinea pig <laughs> we got them the guinea pigs but like a few months later where they were we found like rat droppings so now we have rats and guinea pigs and I got to call the exterminator over and be like I got to explain to him why these are the rodents that we love and these are the ones we want you to murder and so you know that discussion was crazy and so we get to that point in our act and I don't want to finish it off because I want you guys to come out and see it but we get to that point in the act and then it's me Jason is the exterminator and I'm me trying to explain to him to my kids here take care of these guinea pigs and oh I want you to kill those so I mean it literally then becomes a scene scene between me and Jason and he's the exterminator and I'm me and that's we kind of lead it up to that point and then anything can happen in that moment okay this might be taking it back but Uh not too long ago I actually saw the both of you guys on um, Dr. Oz yeah Dr. Oz we did like I just have the TV running when I'm on the air sure and I saw your faces and I was like okay what are they doing on Dr. Oz (laughs) Mm -hmm. and okay so you guys did this kind of like a docu comedy yeah we uh, we helped produce and um, we executive produced a documentary about poop um, and about really it's about why is this uh, a taboo subject when we've actually gone so much further in other formerly taboo topics but why is this something that we all do and yet no one can talk about it comedians can talk about it but most regular people cannot and so we thought it would be interesting to explore our attitudes towards this very common very healthy thing that we all need to do but why is it something that no one ever talks about and we pretend that we don't do and and it became this really cool exploration as we started talking to people and understanding comedians friends of ours i mean big comedians kumail nanjiani's in the pete holmes is in it aisha tyler's in it uh, eric rob stone street Cordry. rob cordry uh, unbelievable guest nick swartzen stories are hilarious the stories are amazing <laughs> and and it's it's filled with like embarrassing stories and people's attitudes and it became this weirdly in certain moments in this film which we thought we were just making this silly little movie about poop uh, there were a lot of profound observations about the human condition that came out during this during this film and as soon as those things started happening we realized oh we have something here and Dr. Oz like wanted us on to kind of talk about it because he is obsessed with poop or just yes, sort of like yes, yeah. just you know the way <laughs> that that well what it tells you about your body because it is in a way like report, it's like a report 
report card on your insides and you yeah. get a chance if you know what to look for and know like if it floats then you're in good shape you're it's not as good as if it sinks well i didn't know that until i started talking to dr oz about that i mean my favorite yeah. is that he had these like this Fake. is my favorite part he had basically clay versions of it was poop. gross it so was clay right. ver- no he had clay <laughs> versions of poop so not real poop mm-hmm. and yet he still made us on put on like rubber gloves right. i'm like this it's is clay, clay man <laughs> it's not the real thing it's we don't need to be sterile in this situation he's in like the s formation doesn't he say that yeah the, s formation yeah. is the way to go on that. s so, formation and, and, it, should, and it should sink just guess, know that i guess since this has come out and you guys have done some press for it are people now coming up to you and telling you their poop stories is they're this- welcome to I, I we love it i mean because that is actually there is this thing right now in the world and you guys are i'm sure aware of it you're on social media like people's facebook pages their instagram pages like every camera every photo or selfie that people take of themselves is from a high angle oh, yeah. with great lighting and cool filters and like we're we're creating an avatar of ourselves in this social media world that is very different than who we are when we're real and when you're sitting on the toilet and you're doing your business you're the most real you could ever be and people would say well I don't want anyone to know that about me but we are like if people know that about you and know who you are in those moments and they still love you well isn't that the the core of who you are like there you who you are is not the high angle selfie that's a version of you that has been doctored and takes it when you're on the toilet we're all so every real as it gets so okay then do you have two seconds can we get real yeah because I I texted you uh, Tuesday and said oh my god I need to tell you something there's blood in my poop there, no oh god. I'm, I'm joking yeah. I don't know that text no not that real no but so Tuesday I went to shoot a video at this big theme park mm-hmm. uh, Six Flags Great America yeah no and it. I'm you know I'm there to kind of preview a, a haunted house for their mm-hmm. fright fest mm-hmm. meanwhile I'm up I'm like feeling some tummy trouble coming oh, out nice <laughs> happens so I, it I happens to, to all happens to the best of us mm-hmm. I have to go through a haunted house with a camera on me while I, like I'm not worried about zombies or anything I'm worried about, about what else is going to happen oh, in your pants. Five yeah <laughs> oh my horrifying. god so after that okay I sneak away for two seconds I come back they're gonna roll tape on me getting like a zombie makeover uh-huh. and I am like sweating profusely because you still have stomach issues trying to get through oh, this no. they're running for you. they're running tape okay now we have to leave and I have to go from Gurney which is a, a like an hour from here mm-hmm. at 5 p.m. like oh in the middle couldn't you just tell them I need traffic. five minutes no because I, I was just like freaked out embarrassed. and, and like, embarrassed like I just want to go home it only got worse because now I have zombie makeup on and oh I'm God. stuck in traffic like looking for an oasis looking for a, I mean I ended up at a Burger King oh. in zombie makeup <laughs> having to do this oh. <laughs> good for you like how it oh God it was just the most terrible you held it together but, what's though, the word, you? but you you made it happen and you yeah. made your own Whopper at Burger yeah. King oh, no no so hold on a second we were spokesmen for Burger King for a while no some some we were doing press for it and some uh, a DJ told a great story about it he was like at some concert and he was like the what concert was it? it? Was like an Aerosmith or something like that? But he was like, go, go down. I want. It wasn't like Aerosmith, but I wanted to be Aerosmith, and I'll tell you why in a minute. I know. So uh, he's like third row or something, and he gets through to like the first half, and something happened. Whether it was the shrimp he ate for dinner or whatever, stomach started rumbling. You can oh, relate to this. He's and terrified, he's like freaking he, out, and he's like, "I'm not going to make it to the bathroom." He's running. <gasps> he runs before the intermission, right before the intermission, runs, 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 gets in the bathroom, gets the bathroom, shoots down his pants goes to the bathroom made it saved. made it 
And he's like sitting in the stall, just like sweating, giving that sigh of relief. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I made it in. This guy was like, I made it in. I'm okay. And then he starts hearing the voices outside the stall. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. It's all women. It's girls. Oh no. He has ah. mistakenly gone into the women's. And he's like, how he do I. He's blinded by his like How need. do I now come out of here? How do I get out of this situation? If, if it was Aerosmith, it was the opposite of dude looks like a lady. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. That's dude right. poops like a lady. That's right. So he and he like had to get up and walk out of there while there were people there because it was intermission. So it was just packed with people. Look, at Finally least he made, made it. He made it. I would say as I would if I were just at that point you transitioning. Just, I'm like, look, look, I identify as a woman right now. That's right. At least right. for the last 40 minutes. That's what I I mean. But it is really interesting because what we also found from this doing this movie is that everyone has this embarrassing story. Everyone has had an experience where it just is the most universal thing we've ever we've ever done. So that's like available on iTunes right now. And we're, you know, in the initial run of it, it was in theaters. It was here, actually here in Chicago. It was, they, it was in theaters for a brief period of time. And I assume... the opening get, like, oversold or something when it yeah, first yeah, came yeah, here? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm hoping that, you know, I think in a few months we'll see if it, you know, makes its way to Amazon. And I think it's on Amazon now, but it makes its way to, like, Netflix and whatnot. It's called Poop Talk, and it is just super fun to do with great people in it. Awesome. Is there going to be, like, a P-Talk sequel? It could uh, be P-Talk sequel. P-Talk. Actually, P-Talk would probably be the prequel. Oh. It's number it. one, and Look, this is number peak. two. It would be the prequel. If, if Star Wars can do it, you guys. That's can do right. It. All yes. right. Well, thank you so much, Randy and Jason Sklar, for stopping by. We appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for thank having you. us.